the DeCesare Group Podcast. I'm your host, Jim DeCesare, and thank you for joining us. This week, we have a special guest who will provide a unique perspective on the world of brewing and community. Stick around for my interview with Brian Mefford, co-owner of White Squirrel Brewery. But first, I want you to do me a favor and follow the DeCesare Group on Facebook, X, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to our newsletter, Silky Economic Development and Business News, on our website, thedeCesareGroup.com. And of course, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review and let us know what you think. This week on the DeCesare Group Podcast, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Brian Mefford. He's the co-owner of White Squirrel Brewery. Brian, along with his partner, Sean Stephen, have an interesting story to share about the journey of reviving and transforming White Squirrel Brewery. My interview with Brian Mefford is coming up next. At the DeCesare Group, we understand the power of effective public relations in driving business growth and success. As a family-owned firm based in Bowling Green, Kentucky, we are committed to providing comprehensive PR solutions tailored to businesses of all sizes and their unique needs. Explore our solutions at the DeCesare Group. From crafting compelling content and amplifying your brand's voice through social media marketing to enhancing your online presence as a Wix icon partner, we've got you covered. Leverage our strategic business and economic development expertise, expand your reach with digital advertising, and capture attention with professional graphic design. The DeCesare Group has a proven track record in political consulting, developing successful campaigns and strategic solutions. For a limited time, the DeCesare Group is offering 25% off our standard social media package. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Partner with the DeCesare Group for effective solutions that drive your business forward. Brian, welcome to the DeCesare Group Podcast. Glad to have you on here. Thank you, Jim. It's a great pleasure to be with you. Well, we're here to talk about the White Squirrel Brewery. Let's do it. And uh, that is something, I don't know if this is something new to you getting into the brewing business, or is it just uh, you know something you've been interested in? But but tell us about that journey first. <laughs> sure, glad to. I, I, actually, I have a long history of uh, drinking beer. <laughs> okay, well, a lot of people do. <laughs> I, I, fun, funny story, real quick. Please. So um, they talk about the aluminum industry. Of course, we're in, in an area where the aluminum industry is huge, and and they make beer cans around here. And and when times are good, people drink beer. And when times are bad, people drink beer. So you're in a kind of a win-win business here. That's, that's right. I was we, we had lunch with somebody earlier, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, coming out of the shutdown, you, you can't help if you're an entrepreneur look at things that that weren't really impacted by the shutdown. Right. Uh, you know, beer and sports were a couple of the things that that, that immediately come to mind. Um, but 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 truly, I mean, this is something that uh, my wife Allison and I wanted to, to to do for quite a long time since we moved back to Bowling Green. Uh, you know, we've we've traveled around quite a bit, and wherever we go, like a lot of brewery people, the first thing we do is Google or Yelp local mm-hmm. brewery. Yeah, because that's where you want to go to get local flavor, literally and yeah. and, and figuratively. And so, uh, we just have a family history of doing that. We've taken our kids to breweries since they've been been growing up. And well, then, usually they have good food too. They 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 do. Yeah, typically, and 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 you know, things for kids to do. The 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 good ones, the best ones, have things for for kids and and dogs to do. And so we've taken cues from that, but. Uh, yeah, we're extremely excited to have gotten a chance to join Sean uh, and Sarah Stevens. So Sean is pretty much everybody knows was one of the original co-founders, right? Uh, and and so he and I linked arms and uh, really uh, getting everything back uh, up and operational, and and really feel good about where things stand now. That's fantastic. So um, let's talk about 
the brewery and how it's contributed to the economic development in downtown Bowling Green since opening. You reopened last year, and and yep. especially considering some of the previous challenges that that White Squirrel had before. Uh, what what's different this time? Well, first is the physical space. Like it's about five, the building itself is about five times bigger than the right. the, the previous space. Uh, when we uh, moved in, we decided to uh, focus uh, first and foremost on on the quality of the atmosphere, the quality of the the, the venue, and the quality of the beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably in reverse order, I should say. There, uh, getting the, getting the beer right is important when you're when you're a brewery and wanting people wanting to attract people from all over the place. Sure. Um, so um, that, that that's where we started. We kind of took things down to the the four walls and and started building back up from there. And wanted to create a a, a place we. We kind of refer to it internally. Our tagline is we want this to be feel like Bowling Green's living room. Right. And and really, there are uh, plenty of nights of the week uh, that it does. And you just look around and it just it, it truly warms your heart to see, you know, kids running around different types of, you know, wide uh, variety of, of folks in there just enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to dwell on things coming out of the shutdown, but th- we all, you know, realize coming out of that, that, that we need those places. We need spaces to gather, right? We need spaces to, to spend time with each other. And, um, you know, homes work great for that to, to a degree, but when you want 20 people and, you know, 20 kids together, you need a big space. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's what we're offering and it, it's, it's going well. It's funny. You mentioned the, uh, the pandemic. I mean, the decessory group is a, a, a byproduct of the pandemic. Uh, my daughter, Brooke, and I were sitting at the Q Coffee Shop when it was on uh, the first first time around on Nashville Road uh, because we, we like to go to places where it feels like a living room. Yeah. And uh, that's where we came up with the concept for the Decessory Group. And so... You know, it's it's it, it, there was a silver lining in the pandemic. There there were plenty, and that certainly is is a big one. You know, again, if 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 you're entrepreneurial minded, business minded, you know, I think it's wise to to look at big events like that and and really kind of be a student of them, which I know you are, mm-hmm. and 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 realize, you know, I I, I I I didn't say it a lot coming out of it because it felt a little insensitive. It, it, it became this golden era. We're in a golden era for starting businesses. Absolutely. And and that is a big impetus for it. But here where we sit, you know, geographically, it's a golden era in Bowling Green, Kentucky for starting businesses. Well, I, you know, you've heard communities say they're at the crossroads of whatever. We truly are in this mm-hmm. region, the crossroads of America uh, economy. Yeah, that's right. Again, literally and figuratively. Yes. I mean, you know, the major portion of the U.S. population drives through here on a regular basis. Yeah. And those of us who have lived here for a while, we, we know uh, the value of staying put here and what a incredible community it is. And I know others that you've had on the podcast, um, and, and we all sort of feel like to outsiders, it may sound like we're gushing a lot. Yeah. But it's because everybody is truly proud of this place we live in. We're proud to, you know, hopefully play some small role and and help it continuing to grow. Uh, and, and it's just an exciting place to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked to uh, Judge Gorman last week. And uh, he said, I, what is it? We're going to be at, at 200,000 people in Warren County by 2045 or something like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so you just do the math and you'll see what the annual growth is going to be for this region. And, you know, development, economic development and, and development within itself um, is spreading across mm-hmm. the downtown area. 
including where you are, there's a, there's a lot of neat stuff that's about to happen with these, mm-hmm. uh, these projects along the riverfront and you're, you're right there. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, you mentioned your episode with Doug Gorman, and I, I didn't bring it, but I'll send it to you. It's a speeding ticket that I'm going to get you to help me pay. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you got the wrong guy here. <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys were spitting stats all over that podcast, and I was telling Siri to rewind, and I was like, what did they uh, Siri, go back there. Anyway, I, was cons- I got consumed, and uh-huh. I happened to look in my rear view. <laughs> mirror and a state troopers right there I, I didn't tell him i was hey come on i'm listening to jim de cesare podcast yeah that got you two tickets <laughs> but but yeah he, he he got me pretty good but so uh, let me get this straight you're listening you're to gonna pay half the, the, the doug and i do the 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 podcast and you got a speeding ticket yes that's correct that's awesome (laughs) not for you but for us i figure you're only half liable there yeah well i you know i'm gonna blame it all on doug because he he was the interesting part of the conversation not me but that you all were i mean that you were you had a lot of interesting statistics and and they they kind of you know they they can be mind-blowing when you think of the the kind of growth that we've had and how that's going to not just continue but it's going to continue at an, an accelerating rate yeah and not only that i mean you mentioned the location for where we are with white squirrel it's definitely a, a developing part of uh, our community uh got a lot of rich history there so it's it's blended in you know hopefully the growth will continue to blend in i think the uh with the history the the city and the county have, have taken gone to lengths and uh, trying to make sure that's the case, the type of development that's happening there, again, blends well with, with the, the rich history and the, the existing community. The, the, the uh, work beyond us down on the river is certainly going to draw people, you know, as far from campus down to the river, the sure. ideal scenario. But, uh, you know, what we're seeing being located, well, I don't know if it's based on where we're located, but you talked about economic impact. We're, we're, we're seeing a tourism draw already. So we're, we're nine months in, um, Okay. Operating, we 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 actually cut our official ribbon on September twenty second, so not a full nine months, but we 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 acquired the the pre existing business nine months ago. Uh, seeing a ton of people draw drive up from Nashville, particularly, but then we also you know you walk through our, our parking lot on an, any given weekend, and there's six to ten out of, out of state license plates, and and so there's a tourism impact again, kind of like my family. When you're driving through a town that seems interesting, that that may be the first place you you land. Right, and it's very often uh, weekly, at least, where you know we're behind the bar, bussing tables. Uh, people are just hanging out, and we don't recognize them necessarily. So we'll ask where they where they've come from. They'll they'll say we're from you know this state where we came in from Illinois, and you know what else should we be doing here? I mean that's their, their, their literally their first landing place. Yeah, yeah. So we can say up here's the the square. Campus is just beyond that. Yeah. There's Lost River. You know, There's a Corvette out, museum down the street. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So yep. you've got this, you know, this expanding ripple yeah. of economic impact that sort of starts with a, a tourism destination. And then, you know, you get into the summer, uh, which I don't know. I don't guess you really had a full summer yet. Not really. uh, but you'll have all these car events going on at Beach Bend, and you're you're right there, almost on the way to Beach Bend. That, that, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And we've we've seen definitely seen some impact of Beach Bend events. And, and you're right, uh, we'll have our legs under us better this coming sum, summer to be more intentional and be more deliberate about, you know, outreach to groups that are that are coming in. So far, it's been, um, I don't want to say accidental. I mean, we're pretty deliberate about reaching who we can, but um, a lot more we can do to, to expand the awareness. Well, keep in mind, and this is for everybody listening, too, that the Becesri Group is a full-service digital advertising firm, too. <laughs> I, have, I have heard that. I have heard that. And, and 
when when I can um, can set aside some investment. Capital <laughs> yeah, for we'll, we'll talk all, later. all of the the work we're going to do together. We'll we'll make it happen. Well, and, and you know that leads into my next question because running a small business, uh, there's always a unique set of challenges. And, you know, marketing's one of them, but, you know, staffing and making sure you're getting payroll and getting supplies and making your beer and all that stuff. So talk about some of the things, specific challenges that, that White Squirrel Brewery has faced and, and how you've navigated through these challenges. Sure. Glad to. Um, yeah, I, I want to shout out to my, my business partner, Sean Stevens, again. A um, few guys I know who are as hardworking as he is and uh, he knows the industry, knows the space. And so we're able to really yin and yang our skill sets, uh, you know, quite nicely. And, uh, and, and so that's one, one business challenge. Uh, you know, it, it, everybody thinks it's a great idea to, to go into business with a partner and think you're going to split the load. And, you know, ideally that's the case. And thankfully that is the case for us. But a lot of times that turns into a major challenge for a business. Sure. Uh, personalities. And, you know, you realize that, you know, that the skills don't mesh, the chemistry is not right. Uh, fortunately, Sean and I don't have those issues. Uh, we tend to tell people that, you know, I manage the business, he manages the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, you know, you're the admin be, guy. I, I am. I, I tend to be Dr. No, uh, <laughs> no fun dad a lot of times because, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've got to have the, the money to spend. In fact, so that, that's another challenge that uh, our local community deals with well with, uh, with small businesses and startup businesses. I had somebody in, um, I think it was on the West Coast one time, an entrepreneur tell me, so if you don't remember anything about starting a business, remember this very easy to remember acronym. And it was uh, C-F-I-M-I-Y-T-M. So easy, simple acronym. Ca- right. It stands for cash flow is more important than your mama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, and, and I was a young guy when I heard that. And I, I said that in my mind, I was like, nothing's more important than my mama. Yeah. Uh, but having, <laughs> having started multiple businesses, you know, his point was, it's the thing that you should be thinking of when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed in the morning and half a dozen times in between. I was just reading a story this week about um, uh, Spotify, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, record numbers, no profit. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it, I mean, they're generating record revenue. But very, you know, minimal profit. Yeah. So something's, you know, their cash flows, there's something wrong with their cash flow. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, in our local community, you know, again, credit where credit is due. Uh, American Bank is our our bank. Mm -hmm. And and those guys, Craig uh, and, and Tony particularly, you know, from the beginning sort of helped us cultivate our vision. You know, they asked the right questions. Uh, investor type questions, you know, right. what do you really want to accomplish? Well, they, they are investing. They, they, <laughs> they absolutely are, but it's, it's a rare thing that, that a bank takes that kind of interest in, especially a startup business. Right. And so they, they have, have done that with us and, and been there uh, every step of the way. Uh, community, community ventures, uh, Miller Fuller yeah. has, uh, has Miller's been on the podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> I, mi- I missed that one. But yeah. yeah that's, Go back and listen. <laughs> I, I will. He, he is a, he is an excellent resource sure. uh, for anybody wanting to consider starting a business, but then as, as a tactician that really helps walk you through the steps and the practical, uh, components of what, what you need. Um, and, and even, uh, the Brad, Barron River area development yep. district. We've had uh, Eric Sexton on the podcast. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Another great guy. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it takes all these different components coming together uh, on the financial piece. Yeah. 
And then you, you know, we, we've, um, cherish and benefited from the support of the community sort of writ large. I mean, really the reason that Allison and I decided to, we really wanted to lean into this in a big way, uh, it's not only because 20 years ago we said, Hey, there's no breweries in Bowling Green. There, there should be 10. Yeah. Uh, and, but we, so we've been tracking that and that, that need and that unmet, um, demand. But when the original iteration of white squirrel had to close during the pandemic, the outpouring from the community was just practically unbelievable. Yeah. And this wasn't just people, you know, leaving a sentence on Facebook saying, I hate to see you go. It was paragraphs. Oh, yeah. Of time people had spent in there, seminal events they had celebrated, uh, staff that they had developed relationships with. Running like, groups that were named after them. <laughs> you, know, you know that one well. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And, and so we just thought, there's, there's no way this can, can stay dead. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, this is not where it's going to end. That's right. So, uh, that, you know, so I think any entrepreneur or, or small business owner, um, if you take nothing else away from what Brian just said, Miller Slaughter, mm-hmm. Community Ventures, Barron River Area Development District, Brad, uh, two great resources that are available to to anybody out there if they're if they're looking to take one of these steps and use them because they th- that's what they're there for. That's right. That's right. And we've had some uh, small business administration resources uh, thanks to the the chamber and uh, in partnership with with the, the state uh, that they, that that's changed over. It's, it's, that position has had some turnover, but we certainly benefited. Um, by by being able to tap into to that as a the resource SB, as well. The SB, the small SBDC business. Yeah. Development yeah. Center, yep. Yep. So uh, they they do great work as well, and yep. all and their services are absolutely free. And so, <laughs> so many, unfortunately, don't don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now we've got also, as you know well, at WKU and the Innovation Center, for those who are looking to start businesses that are, that are more tech-driven, uh, or, it, you know, it doesn't have to be tech-driven, but it has a technology component that's innovative, uh, we uh, now uh, with Sam Ford and Buddy Steen out there running the the, the show out there. They've have, been on the podcast, man. <laughs> Justin, is everybody in Bowling Green except me been on the podcast? Justin says yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, be- better better late than never. I mean, well, no, bring, I, bring up the we we think you, you bring a, an interesting perspective here because you know you you're you're basically you're you're a startup almost. Mm. And I, I think it's important for people, you know, we're, we're all about economic development, small business on this podcast or not small business, but business. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's important for us to shine a light on some of the success stories and, and some of the, the uniqueness that's going on within our community with some of the businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's an awesome place to, to start a business. It, it, it's never without challenges starting a business. And, and you mentioned the innovation campus and the smart collaboration center, uh, we actually have space there, so Great. we're there. Uh, we we work out of there a few days a week, and and it's just you know we, it's nice to get away from our home offices mm-hmm. and have a place to go. But also, we want to be there because we want to be seen, and we want these other entrepreneurs and business. And they're not all small businesses. I mean, you've That's got right. Envision out there, you've got Logan Aluminum out there, you've got some 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 big hitters, but there's some smaller ones too, and we want to make sure that we're collaborating with them as well. And that, that's the whole idea behind the smart collaboration that's uh, right. uh, space that they have at the innovation campus. Um, you've talked about community engagement a little bit. Uh, we think it's very important to be involved in our community. Uh, White Squirrel Brewery is actively engaged in the community and, 
And in what ways have you uh, ensured that the brewery remains a, a focal point for locals to gather and enjoy uh, themselves? Yeah. And I can think of one thing right off the top of my head that you do that's uh, unique. Grease the skids? Is that what your conversational no. skids? Or? No, the food trucks. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, we... we get some grief about that that the we haven't reopened the kitchen from the old old white squirrel but again we we wanted to get first things first and focus on 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 the beer and and have that be a draw you know the other things we've done um and i've i've got to give credit uh to my my church who actually you know part of the mission is we want to be uh and maybe i'll get this wrong but an infectious community of hospitality where everyone is welcome yeah and you know we we sort of glommed onto that a bit because I mean it's hard to beat that one right right so we we want to as, as soon as people walk in the front doors we want them to feel the warmth and the hospitality we if we don't know their name we'll we'll, we'll learn their name certainly before they leave but a lot of people walk in there and they hear their 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 name said when they walk in the Norm. door that's right like where everybody <laughs> knows, knows your name. name yeah at least somebody um, and and then again back to our our internal um, objective is to have it feel like Bowling Green's living room. And that means sort of like any of our, you know, think of your extended families. That doesn't mean you love, I mean, just love the idea of spending time with every individual in your extended family. But it's comforting to walk in under one roof and have everybody there, have people that you recognize Mm -hmm. and know that, you know, for your conversation that you are hoping to have with somebody, you can pull over into a corner or you can gather 20 more tables around and it's that kind of conversation. Or you can reserve a room and have a have a major blowout party right it's just it's it's that kind of space and and again where we want everybody to to feel welcome and not necessarily a party it could be a book club being in there to to talk about their book and and have a have a nice beverage it has been known to happen it's been known to happen (laughs) for full disclosure brian is another book club member all right i think you're the fourth or fifth that have been on the podcast so it's a quality group (laughs) it is a quality group uh, so did I miss, did I miss something? Well, one of the things, not only do you do the food trucks, but you're, you're bringing entertainment in as well. We are, we are, that, that was admittedly not going to be a focus of ours initially. We, we had that as sort of a phase three kind of plan to figure out, um, you know, how we're going to accommodate, uh, music and, and, and just acts. And, but then, you know, it was announced that Ted balls was closing. It was announced that, um, Mount Victor, another place that has drawn a uh, uh, nice accent, was was shutting down or not renewing a lease. So uh, those two things alone, uh, some other things, just started put, planting the seed that we need to work on this faster. Yeah, you're filling a void. Well, and 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 then what we saw it, we saw that void being filled in real time. So a couple Friday nights ago, we had uh, Ernie Smalls and his band were in there. We had to roll out more tables in the biggest part of our building. Uh, people just kept coming. And then they stayed, and, mm-hmm. and I think Ernie, you know, played longer than he had planned on. I think he tried to stop at <laughs> yeah. least once, it seemed like, but then nobody nobody left their table, so he went back up. But then that, so you know, that's that's one. I don't want to say one particular demographic, but Ernie draws a particular crowd. Yeah, uh, a, a skews a little older. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd mind me saying than no, than, no. than our first group. I'm in that group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I am too. But at the same time, then my son and his friends. Who were in college, they came and sat down. They were like, "We're why would we leave you know, yeah. here?" But then that same night, we had in the in our front room, our, our uh, sort of reserve reservable room, event room, 
uh, graduate students from Western who were doing a going away party for one of their friends going back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It was packed out in there with 20 somethings. And then our, the middle part was just our usual crowd packed out in there with just a crazy variety of, of people. So you had these three pretty distinct groups all kind of melding yeah. and, and, and just having a great time. And we, we look at that and look at each other and we're like, we, we, we may be onto something here. You know, what's cool about where you're located. If you historically think about uh, music venues in Bowling yeah. Green, you are literally uh, in the center of some of the, the most ex- historic uh, former places, whether it be Picasso's that was at the old uh, uh, mm. Mariah's building or um, the Quonset Hut that was right there on the river at the corner of Old Louisville Road and and, uh, and the bypass, or the tobacco warehouse out on Louisville right. Road. I mean, you're right there, and there's there's a lot of rich music history in Bowling Green, and, and that's a whole other podcast I need to do at some point. But I think it's cool that, you know, we've got a, a family-friendly place now that offers entertainment because that's one of the things that, that we really haven't had in a while is a place where you can bring your family and listen to a band. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And uh, by the way, on, on other podcasts, getting the guys from Government Cheese in here to talk about Picasso's would be a heck of a, heck of a podcast. <laughs> well, I could just get Kenny, Kenny Smith in here. Well, there you go. <laughs> you there know? You go. So, but yeah, the Government Cheese guys would be great too. Yeah, yeah they have, they have they've told some funny, funny stories there. But Well, my bass player played there. Uh, Did he? The Disorderly Condo. He was, he, was, uh, uh, he was in the band with Kenny. So oh, okay. he, he was a regular down there. And, and so Kenny and another guy owned the place. So that's a, yeah. like I said, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, but for sure. Great history as far as you know the the musical uh, uh, talent available, yeah. despite me uh, in in this area, and and having a place to play is extremely important. Well, so the other thing that we've seen in real time that that changed our perspective on the live music venue and how we prioritize that is we've had not just our our great local groups who have made a point to say you know we, we'd like to play in here and this this is, this is a venue like others that we're not able to access for the reasons you've already said. But then now we've started having groups come up from Nashville. And this is a this is a theme that I'm hearing consistently over the last several months. And it's coming from bands. It's coming from young families. And it's people, and, and no disrespect to Nashville. I love Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's people who have been living there for five, ten years, and they're kind of like, we're, we're done. Uh, we're, we're tired of sitting in traffic. We're tired of paying more uh, for goods and services. And we're, you know, we're tired of not being able to afford our, our rent or a mortgage. Right. And that's just the nature of a, of a bustling, growing, vibrant city. But we've had multiple uh, bands come and say, we need, we need a place like this to play. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the places used to be. I mean, right. kind of to your point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the fact that we are family friendly, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a game changer for it's us. Big time. And, and, it's, and it's, I mean, it does, does your heart good. I, and I would think this would be true from, from a, a band standpoint, too, to be able to look out into a crowd. And just see kids running around dancing and just having a having a great time among their their family members and, and other adults. It's and awesome. the, only, the only time you can really do that around here is is when the concert in the park series is going on at, at Circus Square Park. Other than that, you know, unless a special event comes to town, but that that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you're filling a void. So what did I miss? What is grease the skids? Is that is that is that some kind of st- a brewery slang or what? no i was when you said there's i had some kind of advantage for for bringing folks in i was just thinking 
you know, people like it when they can come and have a drink somewhere and, and conversation it tends to get started a little, a little faster, move a little more. Efficiently. I got you. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. They're not, there's no, uh, you know, the warming up to it, just get started. You reduce the friction. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, that's, that's really cool to be able to walk into a place. And even if you're a stranger, if you're from out of town and you walk into a place and everybody makes you feel welcome. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what we all want, right? It is. It, it, it truly. So with the uh, acquisition of, of Gasper Brewing Company, and, and I know I know personally because I've been down there, you've been doing a lot of renovations. Um, can you elaborate on the, the, the decision-making process behind this move and how it's contributed to the brewery's innovation and expansion and, and good fortune? You know, I appreciate that question because, uh, you know, Sean and I were in talks for a couple of years. A friend of ours, mutual friend Scott Henderson, introduced us. Because Scott knew I was considering opening a brewery, and this was sort of pre-pandemic, so Sean and his group were doing doing all right, but but looking to looking to uh, I don't know maybe looking to expand, but then pandemic hit and and the bottom fell out there, and and so Sean was the one who really wanted to to remain standing and, and figure out a new path forward. So that, that that hurt him. I mean, he'll tell you that 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 was sure. a tough tough time for him. Same time, Isaiah King down the street is starting Gasper, you know, obviously not knowing what's getting ready to hit. Right. And opens, you know, either just before or just after shutdown orders. So then, you know, we're, we're then hearing from Isaiah, you know, 18 months later, two years later. And, and he's kind of in the, that position where he's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this model that I'm working here. Uh, and so it was just one of those great things where the three of us could come together and just put put all cards on the table, say you know let's just be completely honest here. What would work for each of us, and let's make something that all of us are going to love doing. Yeah, and and fortunately that's that's where we've ended up on the other side. Isaiah stayed on board, agreed to stay on board as our as our head brewer, and uh, he's got a small team who works under him, and they do phenomenal work. Are they still? Are you all still producing the Gasper product, or is it just uh, the White Squirrel product? We we've, we've changed over. Most pretty much completely to White Squirrel. We we uh, kept a couple of his p- most popular recipes, uh, but then we're also expanding the sort of repertoire too. So we've we've added okay. uh, a, a, a couple new ones. Fantastic! All right. So uh, what's the future look like? What's going to happen? What 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 we can what can we expect short term and long term? Yeah, twenty twenty four is going to be should be a big year for us. Uh, you know, we'll uh, have have a couple months here to to take a deep breath. And then come out in, in March with lots of events and both on site and off site. Uh, we'll have our fire truck, which uh, people know. Yeah. You know, you can get a beer from a fire truck. It's a pretty yeah, cool thing. It is cool. I saw it at the uh, the chili uh, cook off. The mm-hmm. realtors. Yeah. Had, yeah. So. so that that'll be out and about more uh, on on site there though. Um, we're we're actually uh, and this would be a, a, a bit of news uh, for for your audience. Scoop. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're working on a concept that's called Bourbon Nation. And so this is going to be a collaboration with uh, some craft distillers uh, from around the western part of the state. Awesome. And so we'll, we'll uh, offer them space inside um, and, and just an opportunity to be with us wherever we go. Uh, but hopefully, you know, put a star on the map for the, the Bourbon Trail and have that place be a place for bourbon uh, collaboration and innovation, but also for people to come into a nice bourbon bar. Bourbon bar do some tastings and 
buy and, some buy some product. And if you know, if, if those listening aren't familiar, we have some great craft distilleries too. That's we right. have uh, Dueling Grounds. We have uh, the one in in um, uh, Logan County. I'm drawing a blank. Burton James. That's right. And then you have MB Rowland over in Christian County. Casey Jones. Nice. Yeah. Uh, those are just ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, there there sure there are others. There there are a few others, and there's one in Clarksville. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and good good quality and oh glory and, is the name of that one is it yeah okay i wasn't familiar with that one but um that i mean they're they're all doing interesting things and yeah and so the more that we as an industry can support one, each other the the better our, our state legislature actually did some great work to to help move these things along accelerate these things along bourbon sort of went ahead of beer which was fine signature industry sure and and you know made help get some changes done that then it became just logical for for the beer guys to come in and say we could we could take advantage of some of that too so it's made it easier from a regulatory standpoint slightly uh, but but just some more some common sense applied to how you are able to run run the business so that, that that'll be a big deal we'll be opening this music venue and uh, inviting in some major acts. Uh, well, we're available. Disorderly conduct's available. All right, let's we're, let's book we're, it. We're semi-major. We'll <laughs> book it before we leave today. <laughs> uh, let's see. If I le- if I left anything out, tell everybody where you're located. Just because uh, I haven't mentioned your address. Yet. Yeah, we're at 302 State Street mm-hmm. and uh, online at uh, whitesquirrelbrewery.com. And our Facebook presence and Instagram presence is, is probably where most people get their information. So we post weekly about what events are happening there. Sweet. Um, and then live in real time, we, we try to try to keep everybody posted. And if you're not familiar, it's just a, about five blocks from the Fountain Square Park and three blocks from the river. That's you got it. So you got it. Well, go go check out Brian and Sean at, at White Squirrel Brewery. Good stuff. I mean, I've been there several times now Good. that y'all have reopened, obviously, uh, for not only for book club, but... Uh, the running groups met there, and then uh, we, I think we were all at your your ribbon cutting. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was a great day. And, well, and Sunday brunches are big too. That's they're popular. Uh, good food and uh, Bloody Mary bar and uh, buckets of mimosas. If you're into buckets of mimosas, uh, I'm I'm into brunch. <laughs> so and and it's not far. I'm a, our church is on State Street, so yeah. Uh, we, we, we may see us there. Hey, Brian, thanks for being on the DeCesar Group podcast. It's been great, man. It's my pleasure. We'll have you back again sometime soon. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Make sure you check out the vibe and enjoy some time in Bowling Green's living room at White Squirrel Brewery. Thanks to Brian Mefford for sharing the story of White Squirrel Brewery with us. And thank you for tuning in to the DeCesare Group podcast. To keep up with the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you like what you hear, take a moment to leave us a review. And if you don't like what you hear, don't say anything, okay? Stay connected with the DeCesare Group by following us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by visiting our website, thedeCesareGroup.com. The DeCesare Group produced today's program our engineer and own brewmaster is justin DeCesari with content contributions from brooke mattingly and amy DeCesari. i'm jim DeCesari inviting you to join us again next time for the DeCesari group podcast